0: Hi everybody. My name is Rave Sinclair. Hello. Hello. I'm Denise Bowles. And we're here to help you
1: do, do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. So we are getting to the end of 2023. We wanted to make sure that we um, have an episode that is jam-packed uh, with tips and like
1: a, uh, Christmas and New Year's. Okay. You have to think about induction times, Uh, the weather inclement weather is happening here as well. So the holiday season, backup doulas, making sure you have the proper help to help you cold and flu season, inductions for your clients. We have a lot going on as we wrap things up for the end of the year.
0: You're absolutely right. As soon as you said flu, I was like, oh yeah, the illnesses, like there's a lot of things to consider. So I think the biggest thing in your mind is be ready. So what are the things that will help you be ready? You know your business, you know what's available to you and what's not. So when we talk about backup doula, do you already have a backup doula? You have a team of people who are backup doulas? Tap on them, make sure that they are solid and in place. And if they have some caveats, if they have some days that they like can't, take note of those right because people are going to have some days that like blackout dates I guess is what we want to call it some doula some backup doulas are going to have that and so you want to be ready with an alternative on that blackout day for your preferred or chosen backup doula remember oh go ahead
1: no I said yes I'm 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 right in leaning in
0: what you're (laughs) saying girl this is okay And so remember, you need to choose the, these folks early enough and get their commitment. Use a backup doula contract. If you need a website, a hey, nationalbirthpostpartumpros.com forward slash store, you can get a backup doula contract. But make sure you have them in an agreement. The other thing is you need to t- have time for that backup doula to be introduced to the family. Like they need to make sure you need to make sure that this is good. So you got a couple of weeks before all of the, well, I know we, so Hanukkah started. So we, we, we have a bunch of other holidays coming for the next two months, but I just feel like make sure you have enough time to introduce all the parties, get all the commitments so that you can actually enjoy the peace of mind that comes knowing that you have a backup
1: absolutely and you know it's it's fair to say it would be great and idealistic to have the doula who's your backup to be comparable to your skill set mm-hmm. and the years that you've put into your practice however in emergency situations sometimes you can get the first doula that's available that might be a little more skilled than you or even doesn't have as many years in practice as you do so you do have to work with that work with what you
0: have work with what you have and i would say if you were supposed to be there in person, the last resort might be a virtual doula, which we're gonna talk about virtual doula in a whole nother episode, but you might need to just get somebody else on the call, but you also have to prepare the family if they might have to switch from in-person support to virtual support. Now, keep this in mind. You're only really gonna activate your backup doula if, you know, for the inclement weather scenario, if you're sick, Um, Ideally, we would want you to make sure that you are not overlapping with other families and things like that. Um, But yeah, you might end up with a household full of sick folks and you're okay, but everybody else is not well. So make sure you're prepping your families for these eventualities, these possibilities. Remember, it's not just the illness in your house. It could be also be the illness in their house. (laughs) So do you have a protocol? Um, Does your contract speak to what do you do if their household is sick? Are you going to go into that household? Like, Have you all talked about that? So we do discuss this. We did discuss this, I feel like on episode three of our podcast. Yeah, Yeah, we talked about this. So hit that episode if you want more details. But backup doula coverage during this season can give you a lot of peace of mind if you do it right.
1: Absolutely. It's all about the approach.
0: Okay. So the other thing that you mentioned was talking about inductions. So we got to be smart, right? So we got to be wise. Y'all know, like Denise said, these practitioners think it's holiday time for them too, which, okay, to be fair, it is right. Like they're at a job. We have a job to do as well, but you want to make sure your families are prepared for how a hospital system or a birth center system manages holidays. And sometimes that management comes through inductions. So you want to be ready when those conversations are starting to happen about like, Oh, you might have a big baby or, Oh, uh, your blood pressures are fluctuating. Some of that you can we can actually see that some of it can be made up, but just be prepared for how you all are going to respond? Make sure you have a plan around induction. Make sure you, how are you going to communicate with providers so that they don't get pushed into something that they actually don't want because of convenience.
1: Absolutely. So definitely on your prenatal visit, you want to be real clear with your provider what is the protocol if I should go into labor over a major holiday. Yeah.
0: Okay. So those are that's those are a couple things to consider. So backup doula induction. For the end of the year. The other thing is some of us, we just need to start sinking into end of the year prep. Ugh. What might be some of the things that you should do at the end of the year? I feel like we should create a checklist. Let's see if I got we have the bandwidth for that. If we do, it'll be in the show notes. The link will be there. But there are some things that you just should do. So what? give us a couple of things that you do at the end of the year uh, just to wrap it up, to wind it down. Well, you know,
1: I do take inventory of my supplies as a placenta encapsulator, as a uh, lactation educator, as a doula, what's going on in my bag, my doula bag, how, when the last time I refreshed my doula bag, which is really helpful. And also too, I start gathering my receipts and my invoices on what did I put out this year for trainings, for doula supplies, for- anything else that my my accountant is going to need from my filing starting in January of the following year.
0: I love that. I do have a link to a checklist around taxes, like tax deductions for birth workers, like common, common things. So it might help you as you're collecting your receipts. So I definitely will link that in the show notes for everybody.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Start clearing out those emails that you don't need anymore. Some of those emails that were just stagnant, Just like clearing out the energy, lightening the load and getting ready to have that wonderful space to welcome the new year.
0: I like that. I like the idea of cleaning out the emails. Here's a trick. There's actually, you know, I believe there is a YouTube video for everything. (laughs) Okay, there is a YouTube video for how to like uh, manage or clear out emails. And so just one of the quick trips, tricks. Is if you, you know, it's like this rule, like if you haven't touched it in six months, you probably don't need it. Amen. Some of us really get scared of the delete button when it comes to emails, because you might need it. So here's what you can do. You can go back at least six months. You can go back and just click, you know, click select all and just archive them. Right. Okay. You can just archive them. So they come out of your inbox and they go into a folder. You can put them in a folder that says 2023 on it. Oh so my God. If you ever, so that means like, if you ever have to do a search, right, you can do the search and it it is available. It's searchable, but it's not sitting in your inbox as though it's important and it's an immediate to do. So consider like a, it's a cheat because it's actually not a delete, right? It's a cheat. Right. 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 I would call it, I would categorize it less about cleaning. I would make it more about organizing. Let's yeah. just say where you're organizing yourself, you go. but it is a version of clearing your space so that you can start the year with a, you know, fresh screen and fewer pressures, maybe.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: It's I incredible. love that. I love it too. Okay. So the other thing, I like the things that help us. So the end of the year prep, I think about um, just putting it in your schedule. (laughs) If you can manage this when you got kids and all kinds of things, sleep. Oh, Do something that you don't normally do during the year. So it's like such a luxury and a treat when the world is slowing down please take advantage of the opportunity to slow down too like yeah. literally think about that like there's fewer emails well actually sales go up through the roof those right. the right. promotions and stuff that's different mm-hmm. yeah but fewer like business emails most people are out of the office okay so take advantage of that one let me just say this turn your out of office message on if you don't know how to do that youtube it there's a google a link youtube it and turn on your out of office message so that, and then, but put in it, like, don't just say I'm out of the office from such and such day to such and such date. Go ahead and say, if you are looking for a birth doula during this time, because people are looking for doulas, Okay, they sure are. give them the link, like just set the expectation um, for them that they might get a slower than normal response so right. that you can take some days and some times down but they can see oh she's there they are professional right and so think about really using that auto of office message space to maybe you maybe you embed a video of yourself hey <laughs> it's the, of the year we're excited that you're, you're looking for a, a doula would love to can't wait to connect with you when i'm back you know, from vacation or when I'm back plugged in. So be thoughtful about that space, but turn on the out-of-office message. There you go. Okay. Um, And okay. So the other thing I was trying to get to was uh, take a nap. Schedule it. Put it in your electronic calendar and like let the alarm go off and be like, oh, it's time for my nap. So go take a nap, like go and luxuriate in doing something like in the middle of the day. Okay, this is the key. Do it in the middle of the day. Do it at eleven o'clock. Oh my goodness! At noon. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness, I, that's so foreign to me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> or if you can't go to sleep, because some of us can't sleep during the day. I'm one of them. I um, am. Too. Just rest. Go. You know. You know me. I'm. I'm quick for being like, oh, I had to go horizontal. <laughs> I swear there must be some science about just going horizontal and like recalibrating myself and getting my energy back but like also love like the weighted blanket, (laughs) like the coziness, like you can look outside and some of us will have weather so we can see outside, but we're like, we're in, we're cozy. And just give yourself like an hour of like doing something you would normally do during the year.
1: Yeah, there's just something about having your head, your heart and your feet all on the same level and just letting your body just luxuriate in that sensation.
0: Yeah. Okay. So those are my tips for end of the year prep. Like, yes, you have to do the tax stuff and, you know, client stuff, but find a way to do it in a measured way, in a way that like honors you and just enjoy the slowing down of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's move on to pop culture. Uh, Oh, do we have a pop on that one? Okay. It is a pop. It's a little like a booty pop. So (laughs) Okay, y'all. So this trigger warning involves twerking. All right. So uh, we uh, Denise and I both came across a video that was in a uh, like a Facebook group, and I knew she saw it because she had con- she had done a you know a reaction to it, right? And I saw her name come up. Facebook will tell on you. Facebook right. will snitch in a minute. <laughs> Facebook told on her right so i knew she'd seen it and i was like oh because my reaction was the surprise mouth open reaction and i was like oh and then i think i changed it to the sad face okay so total warning for you all um but wanting to say okay so here's the background i will i will link this facebook video in case people want to see it but you might get the gist of it if i just describe it okay because it's not actually about birth work (laughs) so but it's
1: it's a great segue into what we want to say. Okay, yes, it is, it is,
0: it is. Okay, so there's a video, everybody's dressed up. They're at a party. I want to say a wedding. It's something formal, accept- maybe just a gala, okay? There is a, there are people at round tables and a guy is having um, himself filmed uh, dancing. He's in a like a suit or a tuxedo, I can't remember. Um, and he's dancing with a woman. They're, they're at, by their table, they're not on the dance floor. But they're um by the table, and she is enjoying the song. He is enjoying the song as well, and so she turns her back to him and twerks into his his pelvis. Right, so yep. she's bending over, and I mean, she getting it right. Left, left cheek, right cheek, all of that. Right, like she, cracking and popping and snapping and clapping. Yes, she she's is. got some skill. She's enjoying herself, and then yes. you see on the camera, uh, her son clearly—it's a, a child that belongs to her, has some respect for her, reverence or connection comes over and is like putting his arms out, like, ah, stop, stop, stop. Like trying to divide, put himself between yep. his mother and the man that are dancing in a very provocative way. But he's upset y'all. And this kid, we would put him in, I would put him like 10, 11. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: he's early adolescent.
0: Oh yeah yeah. Early adolescent. He's not a little boy. No, he's oh. not. Um, so he's half the height of the, of the man. He comes over. And so he, he makes some headway and separating them. So mm-hmm. the mother sits down, the son sits down at the table. Cause they're at the round tables next to him, um, or next to her. And he starts crying. Like he's crying like those silent, angry, slow tears. And his mother is like laughing. They're like amused. In my opinion, amused by his reaction of like, not my mama. Like, stop and he's karate chopping the air basically and you know so that's in that's the end of the video right it was heartbreaking when i saw this son's reaction he was like hurt by seeing his mother dance you know provocatively now okay there could be all kind of psychological breakdowns and like dynamics if you're a psychiatrist psychologist and mental health pro don't don't do me okay I don't know. I don't have any, any degrees in that. But when I saw it, I was like, Oh, Oh my God, poor little guy. Like seeing his mother be herself, right. Having fun. Uh, but like, you know, in her sexuality, sensuality as a, as a, as an adult, it was like too much for him. Right. He was overwhelmed by it and to the extent that he disrupted it. But, I was heartbroken to watch him be sad or angry or mad. I can't tell what the emotion was, but he definitely had some strong emotion. And what was sad was nobody was attending to it. That that was what threw me off. None of the adults, nobody sitting around the table, even the person filming, it didn't seem, at least what we saw, that his emotions or his hurt were being addressed. What did you think when you saw it, Denise?
1: No, it was hard for me as well, because I am a Black single mom i raised Jordan as a single parent, Uh, Jordan is now 33. And I do know that society puts on our black young men of single households that they become the man of the house. Mm -hmm. So this kid in this video that we're watching I think there's a series on him, it's called Little James. And what's happening here is that his tears of frustration is because he really didn't feel like he was heard. And that's a desire that human nature brings. We want to be validated that we're being heard. So he was very upset that he was not being heard. And you know, for me, it was a very hard watch because I am a black single mom um, and I did not have those type of scenarios while I was raising Jordan. I maintained boundaries. If I was going out in an adult uh, affair to let my hair down with my friends, my son was not present. I hired a sitter. If I was doing a family event, I had I showed no cleavage, no ass, no nothing. I was a mom, okay? So there's a time and place for things. There's there's a time to let your hair down and have a great time, and then there's a time when you are to be in the mother role, especially if you're if your child is present. So, you know, I was one of those moms that maintained those boundaries. I did not date in the community that I lived in. Um, I didn't, you know, make, accept passes from the barber and Lord knows I had a lot of them from the barbershop, but you know, there's certain things I didn't do because my son was growing up into manhood and a lot of his friends, their moms were dating guys in the community. And those guys knew the color of their mother's drawers. Nobody knew the color of Jordan mother's drawers. Cause I didn't do that there. I took my business into the next town or a couple of towns over. So this was hard to watch for sure.
0: Yeah. And so that's why I said it this isn't exactly directly birth related but as so I saw that Denise had commented or she had reacted I had a reaction so of course part of this podcast is like you all are getting glimpses into stuff we talk about Yeah you For give Go
1: ahead girl I had to turn the AC on Don't give me a hot flash on this topic cuz we about to jump in this one
0: we going to okay. jump in Okay y'all so yeah this is we're going to bring it related to birth work because our conversation was, you know, about that, about, you know, how you show up in different spaces in different ways for a reason, right? Because you want to be respected. You want to be seen in a particular way, but we all are multidimensional. We got the twerk in us. We got the, you know, back it up. We got it. We got it. Uh, and the question is as business owners, as birth workers who do such intimate personal work, when do we show that? When do we reveal that? And a lot of us like to be friends and friendly with our clients. And I'm, I'm, I am with lots of my clients, but there's always, um, there's a time and a place. Um, and usually the, the fun part and the more, um, connected part, even more connected comes when the services are done. So, right. Because I am friends and love and have good personal relationships with a lot of my clients. All right. So, so, when we were talking just naturally, I was like, I mean, James is kind of like the consumer and mama is like the doula. So sometimes, and I actually, cause we see this on social media, cause a lot a of us let lot. it all hang out. So I feel like I want to just address that there is this blending. I'm not going to say confusion, but I think there's this blending of like your personal, private, and your professional, and it can be confusing for a consumer. So put a pin in that because this is also coming at a time where I'm seeing so many birth workers talk about their businesses not moving forward. They're not making money. They're tired. They're burned out, duh, 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 all of that, right? Okay. So I'm just wondering, if there's a correlation and I'm, I have a call to action for you all after at the end of this particular segment is, is there a connection between how you're showing up in a variety of ways on social media and the idea that your business also isn't moving forward or making money? There might be. All right. Because we can't really just let it all hang out. We have a brand. We have a business. People see us in a particular way and it's advantageous for us to keep people seeing us in a particular way. Right. Now, some of you may say like, hey, I wanna be relatable. I wanna be like the girlfriend next door. If that works for you, that works for you. It sounds like for a lot of folks that ain't working for y'all. Some of y'all need to elevate and make some shifts so that there's some consistency and some predictability. When people are shelling out a bunch of money, you're, they're putting you in their personal private space it needs to be about them and not about you. So when we see posts on social media, I, I'm not even buying anything from birth workers, okay? And I'm confused. I'm <laughs> confused. And or I'm like, ooh, she's having, a, they're having a hard time. And then it's the up and the down. We hear the posts, I'm having a good day, bad day. Uh, I'm having a struggle in my relationship over here. I'm having a struggle over here, and then it's like, oh, hey, I have this thing for sale, and oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm available for do, and I, I I'm available for birth services. And here's the thing, I realize all those things can be true at the same time, but if they're all happening in the same space and you're living your very full life experience, emoting everything, sharing everything on social media, it can be a turn off because here's the thing. Like in this video, everybody was in a formal formal wear. right? They were clearly at a party right. and, and in public. But then there was this sort of uh, personal um, behavior that happened and it totally turned this kid off and probably other people as well. Imagine um, the same thing when you're talking about consumers, you are showing up professional. You, they, people go, they find you on your website. Great. But nowadays, people are absolutely going to uh, dig a little bit more. If they're going to give you money, they're absolutely digging. And so they're going to go Google you, look you up on social media, and now they see the, the twerking you, right? <laughs> they see the less see. professional side of you Yep. because you, it's a public Facebook page or it's a public Instagram page. So here's the thing. I want you to be mindful of that because it can be confusing. It can be a turnoff. If you're doing all the things in these spaces, but you wanna look professional and beautiful and amazing over here, understand people are gonna find it out. And you might not care, but understand every time you do something, you're attracting people and you're repelling people. So if you're struggling in your business, my recommendation to you is to maybe consider doing a a scan of the last three months of your social media platform. What are you showing people? What are you telling people? What are you revealing to people? You can do a couple of things. You can change your privacy settings <laughs> so that only friends can see the, those kinds of things and you don't have to be on public. You can also delete some of those things. I'm, You know, some people, as soon as you say delete on social media, people like lose their minds, right? But that might be what you need to do. You also can and should maybe have a personal social media account and then have a business one. Amen. So you can but do in one place and you can have privacy and let it all hang out in another place and it not really affect your business or your money. So it's just just a tip, just an idea. Uh-huh. Oh bless you. Thank you. Yeah. And that that's
1: the truth right there. That's the truth that came out on that sneeze right there. So yeah, you know, Bold Dula has a as a Facebook page and Denise Bowles has a separate page. So on the separate page, even on my personal page, I don't put out everything. If I'm having a bad day, if something calamity happened, I'm not putting out my um, my bedroom photo shoot in oh, my the boudoir.
0: House. Yeah, the, the boudoir, boudoir the
1: boudoir suit. I, I'm I'm not cussing out people because <laughs> I'm not doing well in my program. And at the same mouth, I'm talking about give me five thousand dollars for a program that I'm selling. I'm not doing that. There's a certain tone that you should be having here on social media because people are watching and you are, you, the energy you project is what you're going to attract from the universe. Okay. The universe definitely looks into that energy. So if you're positive, if you're focused, if you're upbeat, if you remain hopeful and polite and gracious- Guess what? That's a lot of good light energy. But if you're cussing people out because you had to move out of your office and you're acting out, you're wilding out with all kinds of stuff, you're saying things and putting people on blast who are trying to help you. It's like, oh my goodness, what kind of energy do you expect to attract with that behavior? So, I'm really not there for And it must be a generational thing. I'm a little older than Revee, but I just don't put all of my stuff out on social media. I forget to post a lot of times because I just don't see social media like that. And I don't post my personal stuff like that. I really don't.
0: Oh yeah. I post almost nothing personal. People know, <laughs> no, people know nothing about me. Unless you know me, you don't know me. Uh, and I, I, so I did do an Instagram private page like earlier this, like the, in the summer, Because I was like, oh, I really want to be able to share. Um, I'm still a little awkward with it. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think it is generational. We didn't grow up with social media. So we are not, it's not as nimble. We're not as, you know, nimble with it. But I just think that do an assessment. Change your privacy settings. Consider doing a separate page for personal and business. Think of just, even if you just think about the idea of how I show up privately versus how I show up publicly, um, even that I think would serve you well. Maybe even just listening to this conversation and and doing that little bit of consideration might really help boost your business. You may find that it's the inconsistency of how you show up um, is confusing for consumers. You know, make sure that you're paying attention to your brand and being very consistent so people know what they're buying, because that's a lot of what people are hoping for is they want to be able to rely on what you say you are, because it's kind of a crapshoot out here, right? So social media is a really powerful place to help establish consistency for consumers. Exactly. And I don't want
1: my clients to see me in a sexualized situation. Oh, no. Birth work is very personal, very intimate, um, including a lot of looking at places that are very private. I don't want that to be put on me. I wanted to keep it on my client. And I just think it's really important that we understand the power of social media. Social media is very powerful, very influential. And also, too, part of your self-care is really pivoting on that energy. If you're having a bad day, take a walk. Meditate, change the energy, open the windows in your house, let the fresh air in.
0: Don't post on social media. Don't
1: post on social media today. Have a friend that you can go to invent. I call Rave several times a day and we talk it out. She calls me. We vent things out if something happens. And also when we have things to celebrate about, we call each other to celebrate. So, you know, getting off of social media with those things that go up and down you want to project to the universe that you're stable and you're capable and you're seeking positive energy. So that should be something as part of your self-care acumen that you really want to incorporate into your business because it does come back to you in very positive ways.
0: Yeah, we're all human. We have ups and downs. You're not just perfect on social media. That's not what we're saying, but it does, that inconsistency does have an impact. So one of the ways, one of the ways that people decide if they're going to buy things from you is the no like trust factor. They have to know you like you, trust you. And when you're inconsistent that they can't trust you. Right. So they can't trust your behavior. So just something to consider. Okay. We only have a few minutes. So I wanted to just talk about, uh, give people a birth worker business tip for the end of the year, how to celebrate, uh, the end of the year. So what are things that you might be doing for yourself, Denise, for your business or for your clients for the end of the year?
1: Well, I'm going to keep it simple because I'm really streamlining the, the real estate of my apartment, um, and I don't want a whole lot of things to clutter. So what I've, I'm doing, I am hosting a Zoom reunion of all the families that I supported in 2023. They are coming on Zoom with me, and we're going to show off the babies and take a group selfie and stay safe in our germs and just celebrate and just look at everybody's smiling faces, and I can't wait.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, I can just see everybody like babies on the lap.
1: Oh, and the personalities come through. The babies are smacking the screen and everything. It's a
0: good time when we do it. We have I love that. That's an opportunity for people to even like connect up for some community, you know, meetups and things like that. I love that. Okay. Some of the things that I do see people do to uh, acknowledge clients for, you know, their investment in people's businesses. I I definitely see people sending holiday cards or end of the year or new year. I always wait till the new year because it's- Those they're so celebratory and it doesn't have like the religious kind of, I don't have to alienate. I don't have to figure out who's a Christian, who's a Jewish, who's not. Who's Lanza, there. There's a lot going on. Lanza, yeah. I don't have to do any of that. So I do new end, um, beginning of the year, happy new year stuff. Cause everybody's really experiencing the new year. Right. Oh, so, yeah. um, so I do physical cards sometimes. And then other years I have done e-cards, which are really okay. neat. Th- that's fun. People open their email yeah. and like, Oh, happy new year, all that good stuff. So th- think about that. You all. Um, the other thing is I know some people are doing team parties, um, dinners, um, the beauty of like a team party end of the year group party. If you are the person paying for it, you can write it off. You can write off the whole entire shebang, the end of the year party. Oh. <laughs> you also, if you give gifts to clients, you can write off. I think it's up to $25 per, per client. If nice. you give them an end of the year gift. So think about that. If you're trying to find some write-offs, you're trying to uh, <laughs> figure out how to spend down some money, um, that might be something that you might do. But um, I feel like these are some really easy, good tips. I just had that thought about end of the year spend down. You and I, we saw some some folks um, posting. Oh, yeah. A couple of duels were asked,
1: and they were like, Hey, I've got some money to finish off at the end of the year. Where do I spend it? What do I put it on? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So there were some things that were posted. I got a shameless plug, child. So become a member of the National Birth and Postpartum Pros. Um, that website is NATL. Well, it'll be in the show links, y'all. But become a member. You can also take my Birth Worker Business Booster class, which is a 12 module course that's starting at the end of January. Sign up now. It's in pre-sale. You never see this price again. It's three ninety-seven. dollars Lock it in. I actually am extending the pre-sale. It's supposed to end tomorrow. I'm going to extend it till Friday. Nice. So take advantage of it. Like I said, it'll never be this low again. The Full price is $7.97 and will be at that price January 1. So That's consider nice. signing up if you got a little money that, and you want to start off the new year, right? Sign up. There you go. Way to go. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Okay, that's our episode. We will see you on the next round. Help everybody safe and warm. We'll All see right. you soon. Do of that. Do of
1: that.